Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Inside Out Podcast. My name is Tom, and we make content for people who feel alone in the church, specifically people on the inside who feel like outsiders because nobody gets them or understands their frustrations, or people on the outside that ain't no way they're going inside because then they just feel like an outsider. So welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about the problem of evil. Well, hey there, welcome back. So today's podcast is going to be like my pregame brainstorm before I make a video. For those of you who don't know, I have a YouTube channel called Church Vid TV where I make semi-short videos, about 10 minutes long, hopefully no more than that, on a weekly basis. And I basically try to break down church stuff for people on the outside or for people who are inside the church that just feel alone and frustrated. And so for today, we're going to talk about the problem of evil, but we're not going to talk about the problem of evil from like a theological, philosophical, apologetic. Like if you want to talk about the uh, problem of evil and how to like debate it um, and like, quote unquote, prove somebody wrong, um, this is not the right episode for you. You know, check out Catholic Answers, uh, check out Matt Frad on YouTube check out just there's so many great resources out there about that especially oh even c.s lewis uh his book called the problem of evil um or the problem of pain maybe just there's all great resources for like the philosophical thing i want to take a look at it from like what if you're someone in the pews and you just feel like you're struggling like if you're in the pews and you're sitting there like god like where were you during the mass school shootings that are going on? Or God, where were you in this church sex scandal? Like, God, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Let's like talk through that. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm, I'm pre-gaming because I'm gonna have a video on this, but this is me kind of talking out loud um, because that's how I process things. And hopefully, you know, it's valuable for you as well. So like, here's what happened. I saw a friend of mine, one of my atheist friends, he posted a meme that was Calvin of Hobbes and somebody was saying, you know, where was God in the school shooting? And then the main character is like, well, you know, God has been banned from schools. So like, you know, I, I don't know. I, you should probably, I'll, I'll post it, I guess, in the Patreon page so you can kind of take a look at it. And uh, and then to the side, there's Stewie from Family Guy, who if you don't know, he's like a very cynical baby character kind of thing. And he was like, he was like, well, if your God is so good, like, are you saying that he wasn't able to help or are you saying that God decided not to help? Like, you know, he's just basically throwing out the problem of evil. And then at the end, he also throws out, Oh, and by the way, like, you know, the, if your God is so good, why did he kill so many people in the, in the flood, you know, of Noah? And Oh, by the way, that never happened. Check your science books. So it's very like snarky atheist kind of a thing. And not that I feel like my friend was trying to be snarky or anything, but he's, he's just really good at, throwing stuff out there, I think, for people to think about. And this is this is my main thing is that, you know, Christians, especially Catholics, like the problem evil, I think so many times we either glance over it and we're just kind of like, well, God's in charge, so he'll take care of it, which that's wonderful for your faith. But like, as far as like addressing the problem for other people, there, there's an issue there. And then the other piece of it is... Um, From the perspective of the problem of evil, it's like the problem of evil is not just a a math problem to be solved, right? Like 
we are finite creatures trying to understand an infinite God. There's a real possibility we not we we might not have all the information. We might not be able to do two plus two equals four in this situation. That doesn't mean I don't that I think that there's no way to know. I think there's reasonable responses to it, and I'm going to get to that in just a little bit. But it's not just a problem to be solved. And I think that's why I'm saying I didn't want to make this podcast about here are the exact reasons why the problem of evil doesn't work philosophically or theologically. Because I think too many times we just like I was reading some of the comments and the Christians are like, well. God, you know, the problem of evil exists because X, Y, and Z, and, you know, you're wrong. And like, it was just kind of like very impersonal. And I think what happens is we need to realize that when people have the response of like, God, where were you when my dad died? God, where were you when my spouse cheated on me? God, where were you in the hurricane, in the tsunami, when these little kids were separated from their families? God, where, where are you in this immigration situation we have going on in our country? Like, this is real raw emotion. And we can't just throw at people like, well, God is all good and he is all knowing and we don't understand everything. Like, no, like we need to walk into people's lives that are going through this stuff and we need to walk alongside of them and be like, yeah, this sucks. This is terrible. I don't know. You know, and, and, and walk and understand where these people are, are coming from before we even start to try to make sense of this. So I, I throw that out there, you know, number one, just so that we can kind of look at these things and realize like people are going through real stuff. Like they, they've got real stuff going on. And, and I think I feel like we go to mass every single Sunday and we just pretend like we don't have real stuff going on. You know, we look around at our friends and we just pretend like they don't have real problems and real hurts and real desires like mass this past sunday the priest was just kind of talking about it's nice to be nice again and i was just like dude let's get deeper like let's let's go down like like let's really unpack like what is this that what are we doing here you know how does this church thing solve my problem my ultimate problem being like my desire for heaven and salvation but like i'm not even thinking about that right now because my mortgage payment just bounced you know what i'm saying like this is real stuff that's going on that we're not talking about so let's recognize that people have real situations and stuff going on when they throw out these these emotions and when they throw out these arguments it's not just for the sake of let's have an argument it's like they're really going through stuff we and i think we forget that too many times So to kind of make sense about this problem of evil type thing, um, I think there's a few ways you can kind of look at it, and I don't want to get super theological on it, but I just I want to throw this out there. So I, I presuppose that a God exists, and the reason I believe that a God exists is because I believe deep down in every single human person, we have a sense of ought. We have a sense of duty. We have a sense of I should be good, okay? Now, we may as human beings digress on what we, or disagree on what we think is good. But ultimately I think we, we all say we should be good. And along those lines, you know, we have ideas of like, we ought to be fair to one another. We ought to be just to one another. We ought to be, you know, kind of golden rule, Hammurabi's code type, type stuff. Like just be good to other people because you want other people to be good to you. Fine. Now throughout the centuries, we'll disagree on what is good behavior to look like, you know, um, we might disagree on who is like an actual human person that deserves to be treated with good behavior. You know, I think about 
you know, African-Americans in, in the United States or Native Americans in the United States. Like at one point, we didn't think they were people. That, you know, that's an issue. But for those people who we believe were people, you know, we should be good to them. So I think we all kind of agree that we ought to be good to people. And through a series of logic, I think if there's a divine law or this this all-encompassing law, there must be a law giver or something like a mind that gives this law, that puts this law inside of our hearts. And this is something I feel like we, we, we kind of encounter personally. Like this is something that it's not just about looking on the outside, but also looking inside. So I believe there's a God. I believe he has a desire for us to be good to one another. And I believe that this God has revealed himself through, uh, through the Israelites, you know, through the Old Testament. And I believe they did their best to record what it looked like when God uh, intervened in their world. And that's why we have the, the Old Testament scriptures. And then I believe that at some point in time, uh, God revealed himself through the person of Jesus Christ. I think about Jesus Christ. I think about the things that he said, the things that he did. And, and if Jesus, you know, if we look at what Jesus did and what Jesus said, he has to be God. Like, there's only three choices. He can either be God. He could either be a liar or he could be crazy, okay? Um, I, I, I feel like people have a pretty good grasp on crazy people and they don't follow him and they don't follow him for 2,000 years. So uh, I don't think he was crazy. Similarly, I don't think he was a liar. Um, and I believe that he's God, you know? So I don't think he's just a good person. But I believe Jesus Christ is God. So that's kind of my background, like really quick. So when we look at the problem of evil, like why would it be the case that evil exists if God is supposed to be all good and God's supposed to be all knowing? Either God doesn't know what's going on, so he's not all knowing, or uh, God is permitting this evil so he can't be all good, or he's permitting this evil because he can't help it, therefore he's not all powerful, you know, or there is no God. You know, that's kind of the four main points of, a, of, a, of, a, of people's arguments with it. And I would just kind of say this, like, I look at it from a parent's perspective, you know, as a dad of five kids, like, there's a lot of times where, well, number one thing as a parent, like, I want, I want to love my kids and I want my kids to love me. And in order for my kids to love me, that means that they have to freely choose to love me. They can't, I can't force them to love me. Um, I can give, you know, I can't, I, I just can't, like, love has to be free. It has to be total, faithful, and fruitful. Like, that's what love is. It's a free choice. So, I want my kids to love me. I also want them to mature into the best version of themselves. And so I can't just make them, like my son Tommy, he plays piano. And maybe I shouldn't use my kids' names. But anyway, my son Tommy, he plays piano. And like I can't like upload piano skills into him. I can't just force him to sit down and like play piano all the time so he becomes a virtuoso. Like that would just be like overbearing and not cool. So I don't do that to him. But at the same time, while I want him to, to mature on his own, I also want him to, uh, uh, to choose that, to choose that path. And so um, it's his free will that allows him to either practice and become better or it's his free will that um, he doesn't practice and he doesn't become better. So you take that to the moral realm I may will that my children behave morally, but there may be times where they don't, you know, and it's one thing, and, and here's where I kind of, you know, step back a little bit, you know, it's one thing to say that, you know, and say, okay, yeah, your kids aren't going to behave morally, like maybe they'll cheat on a math test or something like that, or cheat at soccer or something like that. But what happens when like one of your quote unquote kids becomes a serial killer? 
what happens when your kids, one of your kids becomes the responsible for a mass genocide? Like, yeah, you're supposed to be a loving parent and everything, but like, what the heck, man? Like, why didn't you stop them? Or I was also thinking about um, what happens if one of your kids is trying to commit suicide? Do you step back and be like, well, I love them, so I'm not going to force my will for them to live on them. I'm just going to kind of let them go. And that kind of gave me reason to pause. I was like, hmm, maybe this argument of like God lets this stuff happen because we have free will. Maybe there has to be something more to it. And that's kind of where I was like, this needs to be a problem, to like a mystery that we have to kind of lean into a little bit and not just try to solve it right away. And the best I could do in response to that, like what kind of parent lets their kids hurt other people or lets their kid, you know, a couple of things. Number one, consequences, because there will obviously be consequences to their actions. And that in and of itself can be a loving thing to allow uh, kids to have consequences. But obviously it's not, you know, obviously if they're hurting other people, like that's not cool. Like those other people shouldn't suffer for that just because you want your kid to love you. Like that, I, I, I'm still struggling with that a little bit. But I think at the same time, we do not live in a vacuum. We do not live in a, in, a, in a world where it's just us and our parents. And so I think about my kids, and not only do I want to be an influence on them, but I want others to be an influence, on, a good influence on them. I want their friends to be good influences on them. I want their teachers. I want their coaches. Like I want them to have other outside influences that help them make the right decisions. And so I think there might be something there. I think there might be something where God's kind of like, look, like I gave you all this, all, all, everything that you need. I've given you to, to love yourself, love your neighbors and love me. I've given it all to you. You also need to help one another out. And so I would, I don't know, I would just kind of throw that out there for you guys. Like, I'm not going to have a final answer for you. So I hope you're not, like, this is my brainstorming session. Maybe by the time I get to the making the video, it gets a little bit more clear. But right now, that's what I'm kind of thinking is that when it comes to the problem of evil, like, it's not just God and the individual, you know? It's not just God and and that individual person and that's where we kind of and that's the little tiny picture that we look at I think we also have to take responsibility that there are other people involved in this greater story and we all have a role to play in each other's stories so it's not just God's fault when someone who is in in pain and hurt and struggling with anger because nobody reached out to her you know it's not God's fault that someone had a misguided idea that, you know, hurting a bunch of people would bring about peace or hurting a bunch of people would bring about some kind of a good. And nobody stepped in to say, dude, you can't hurt other people to, you know, make yourself or make other things like better. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess I'm just going to leave it there is that when it comes to the problem of evil, I think a lot of times we just, we, we, we zoom in of the person or the individual and God and how does this, you know, work itself out. But there's a greater story at play here. And, and we forget that sometimes. And we also forget that we have a role to play in other people's story. Like it's not just about our own story. So, you know, consider that. So I hope this was helpful. Like I said, this is kind of like a, I think maybe going to do the podcast in the beginning of the week as like a brainstorming session and just keep that 
you know, primarily available for like our Patreon people. Um, I don't know. I'm still, still working that out. But again, thank you very much for listening. My name is Tom. Check out the YouTube channel at ChurchVidTV. You can also um, thank you to our supporters on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ChurchVidTV. And uh, if you have any questions for me or you want to respond to this, uh, go ahead. I think you can do that here on Anchor um, or send me an email at ChurchVidTV at gmail.com. And I will talk to you later. God bless.